Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Pack Stereo on the Internet at Live365.com. Good with it, man. I'm 
<laughs> All right. Well, Vic's working on his. I'm working on mine. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Mario, the show that comes to you weekly, Monday morning at 10 a.m., hosted by my partner in crime, Victor Allen, and myself. It's the two brothers in the hood here in Los Angeles, as we say. We may not be in the ghetto, but we damn sure can see the fence. <laughs> and someone jumping the fence here. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Welcome to Morning Coffee. Come to you live from View Park in Los Angeles, California. It's 10.05 here. In fact, let's find out for sure. Alexa, what time is it? The time is 10.04. Okay, well, it's 10.04. That's our artificial intelligence. Uh, Alexa, everybody. Yeah, Alexa, introduce yourself. I'm Alexa, and I'm designed around your voice. You can ask me to play music, answer questions, get the weather and sports scores, create to-do lists, and much more. All right. That's a nice height. Whoopee. You know, artificial intelligence... What can I say? Well, we're doing our best to add ours here at Paxteria. We wanted to introduce you. Hey, today is a special day. Besides our our full show, uh, we got a special topic that I had to send out actually some notices uh, last week, Vic. And that our topic today, we're going to be talking about colorism. Right. And the fact and and colorism, the the focus and emphasis of color, hmm. and in cultures. Outside of our own, specifically in Asian cultures, Vic, okay. we're going to be talking about colorism in Japan, the Philippines, India. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just call it hue? Hue. 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 Well, that's a good stuff. So we're going to be talking about that today. That's going to be the news segment of today's morning coffee. And uh, weighing in on a subject that a lot of people are uh, just not really aware of, Vic, and that's the effect of complexion. Right. In societies, and this is kind of interesting because with all the emphasis today right. on new information, well, new to some folks, right, because it used to be that when you said that police had a lot of corruption, people argued with you, some people. Right. Others didn't. Now people know better. Right. And so now when we bring up an issue like the effect of color right. in other countries, people are a little bit more open to listening to the problem. Because specifically in places where the people have darker groups, like the Philippines, right. okay, you're going to hear more in India. Okay. You're going to really get a chance to, to think about it and hear about it in different ways. Now, we also have our regular stuff this, today, Vic, like you're bringing uh, the new new sports and the hot picks, right? Yeah, I got some uh, something for you because I believe the game has changed as far as the playoffs as it relates to, of course, the NBA playoffs because – Steph will not be the same this year no matter what happens. So the best you can hope for, and we're going to determine what the impact is going to be on that, is that he's able to even dress up and be at 50 or 60% because they don't want to change the landscape um, uh, by not having his presence there. Also, we want to get into sweep nation, teams that have been swept, and those who need to sit back and say, Bye-bye to those who are the cornerstones of what we call folklore and NBA, a.k.a. Vince Carter. You stay, man. You stay. You don't go nowhere. And hot picks. You're going to have two parts. 
My dedication. I heard a little bit about this one there. Yeah. I heard. <laughs> I heard last night, you guys. I hate to bust in, but let me. I got to prep you. I got the word that Vic was working on special hot takes. It was like a leak. I wonder where the leak was. Ooh, where the leak came leak from. Up. We know where the leak came from, right? Oh yeah. Hey, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be real simple. Right? No secret. Far as I'm concerned, to a man, for over thirty to forty years, I haven't known anyone like Prince has had as many beautiful women in the world to a man. And we're going to do part one. Because it actually be three parts. That's how many. Wow. And we're going to cover it. Prince's women. Did he get better? Did he get better from the 80s, 90s, millennium, and after? And then we're going to try to compare who are the baddest women to see if they fall in the late 70s, 80s, 90s, post-millennium as well. So and it's going to be a ranking where it's all personal, you guys. And who is the surprise person he was dealing with? Who's the ultimate that you said, oh, I didn't know. Well, that's coming. Wow. What a day, what a day here at Morning Coffee. So you guys settle in. Get ready. Get ready for a wonderful day in the neighborhood because we're going to have that. Hey, uh, this week too, Vic, regular week for us here at PacStereo.tv. Yeah. Uh, we got the Triple Banger Friday. Today's show, this morning show, will be rebroadcast tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, Friday is our Triple Banger. Okay, uh, and where we get together starting at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m., you have the Quiet Storm pre-show that is actually uh, coordinated by Artificial Intelligence Alexa. Uh, then at 8 o'clock, you have the uh, Quiet Storm followed at 10 p.m. by the iVictor Photo Experience. Hey, Vic, yeah. that ongoing thing with Miko's Challenge, yeah. Turning out to be kind of a, a it's a it's a seasoned kind of a role. It's rolling. And people are really enjoying this. This is Miko's challenge. This last week, right? Yeah. Was Beta Woman versus Alpha Woman. Alpha Woman. Which one are you? We even challenged the men. Right. So go you can go get a watch of that. We got a show we're actually working on you guys yeah. called Trashing I Victor. Yeah. Well yeah. we gonna we're gonna get together using some new technology. I think we're gonna be using Blab. Yeah, that's good. We're going to get together and watch those episodes. Keep a lookout for the announcements. That will probably be on a Wednesday or Thursday night. But Victor and I will be, uh, along with some friends, and you can watch us. We're going to be watching the I, Victor episodes, doing our best to trash them. And you can join in and be part of the fun uh, as part of the trashing of one of the hottest phenomena here at Pax Terrell TV. Wow. Hey, Alexa, what's the weather? Right now in Los Angeles, it's 67 degrees with clear skies and sun. Today's forecast has mostly sunny weather with a high of 71 degrees and a low of 52 degrees. All right, all right. I was wondering if she said there was, is, today is warm weather, it's 85, and there's no sun. Would that make you stop and say? No. I only do this to impress my friends. Right, I'm just saying. I just beat, we mess, we beat up on Alexa. You know the kind of stuff we say when you guys are around, right? Uh, you know that. What, what would you say? I know, because you're sick like me. What would you all say to your artificial intelligence? Okay, yeah. let's not go there. All right, you guys, every week we have a free song, and every week we also have a slideshow animation that I get to do. Uh, based on the photography, the wonderful, wonderful photography of my partner right here, Victor Allen. And so 
This week, as part of the regular Quiet Storm I Victor show, last Friday, Victor did a series of photos once again. And this morning, I was able to get those ready into a slideshow animation. Take a look. Here we go. And we'll be right back with some news. Give it up, you guys. Slideshow animation. Victor Allen. 
dark-skinned wife gets email talak, which is a divorce. In other words, so she got an email divorce. Email divorce. So that's the first controversy. Okay, okay. all right. That she gets a divorce decree by email. Is that better than an attorney? So, well, certainly could be interpreted as being somewhat insulting. Right, right. right. So, and that also that it was because of her skin tone. She said that her husband had humiliated her for the color of her skin from the first day of marriage and that he had made plain to her his preference for a fair-skinned bride. Okay? Okay. Now, as part of this, and people responding to this article, which I was kind of shocked, but even though I knew this, long ago, me and my father and I had had these discussions years ago when I was growing up and we were traveling about the perspective of color internationally. Even And what we had observed, what my father pointed out to me, is no matter where you went in the world where they had people of multiple colors, right. the people who were the lightest were given favoritism. Right? Yes. Yes. Now, a lot of my white friends will say, oh, Mario, here you go again. But they don't respond like that anymore. My, my brothers and sisters who are not black now, because of the latest controversies, where we used to debate the police and the police corruption, no one debates that anymore. It used to be, if I said the police did this, you would say, oh, Mario, come on. Everybody just believed the police. Nowadays, the police corruption is so well-documented, rampant to racism and bigotry, that there's no argument about that today, right? There's no argument. It used to be you would have to debate that. White folks that you knew would tell you, oh, my, the police aren't like that. They're not like that to you. But now today you have a different perspective. So the perspective of color is changing. And why do I want to bring this up? Because the reason is actually growth for us to grow and learn to care more for each other and be more accepting. In order to do that, we kind of need to understand that the issues that other folks have, and hence the issue of color. As part of this response to this, Vic, there are a number of, there are a number of uh, reports that went out. Where am I? Okay. There was another report from India about some sisters who actually backed out of their wedding due to the groups being too dark-skinned. Now, remember, in a bunch of these places, my visual aid, Jake. That's all right, just, you know. Okay, but about a pair, again, because the grooms were too dark. Hmm. Okay. Um, and because in the, in the land of a right now, what happens is sort of the controversy. This is an Indian paper, remember, right. was that they were like, well, you, the parents. This is, these were arranged marriages in both instances. Right. And for example, in the one where the guy sent, was going to divorce his wife by email, his father, who was a big part of choosing the girl for him, right. did not have the same biases. Hmm. Okay. That's because these are the people they chose for him. Right. And he, and the issue was he could have stepped out of it. Now, this is just one example. This also, also recently in Japan, we talked about, um, here she is, Ariana Miyamoto, right, who was Miss Japan 2015. Everybody can take a look at her. If I can get my visual aid back, right? Okay. Take a, everybody can take a look. He's gorgeous. Yeah, who was challenged as to whether she was Japanese enough. Now, remember... So my point is that, first of all, Vic, mm -hmm. that bias and bigotry 
racism, as it were, are not unique characteristics of any of, of a specific cultures. They seem to be fairly universal. <laughs> well, my question, I, I, you know, I agree with you. Bigotry, racism, seems to be universal. Now, the question is, is who is the most progressive community, society, or country? Are we considered the ones that's leading the change of embracing diversity and not having that in our cachet? Or are they better, or are we just looking at recognizing what is being reported? Where do we stand as far as the That's United? an excellent question, even though I bet you, Vic, it's going to be, everyone's going to answer that question with bias. Everyone. Yeah. Of course. You know, and it's going to be very uniquely tainted by your own experiences. I grew up here in America, where the big issue now is this fear of Muslims, and I go like, I don't know about the Muslims, but the Christians been kicking ass here a long time, okay? <laughs> long time. Christians, okay? I know well about them. Right. They'll say, hey, oh, Jesus, and put a bullet in you, and they second, okay? Because the Klan prays at every meeting, okay? Yeah. That's when the Klan starts out their meetings with a prayer. Yeah. So we have our biases. I grew up here in the U.S. all my life being affected by the racism that was in sort of part of American culture. I tell people when I was coming up, everybody was Donald Trump. All of them. Which is also, you know, again, has to show to me is, is a indicative of the change. Right. The change is that today this is a discussion. So the good news for everybody, the good take home point for everybody, before we all get too upset, too mad, all of that, is that the world has actually changed. When I was a young person, this was not a discussion. No one cared. Racism toward black folks was not an issue because they were just going to kick black folks' ass as much as they could, period. So it wasn't an issue any debate. The average American was bigoted by what I, when I was growing up, I used to say 15% of white folks are not racist. That's what I used to say growing up. Right. Twenty. We could argue and make it 20, okay? <laughs> but that's what I felt growing up because I experienced Good white folks didn't have a whole racial issue, and then I also experienced a whole lot of the other ones. I was in L.A.'s first busing program. Now, the point being, the world is changing because we can discuss these things, and it's finally of interest. It's finally of interest that we can have a discussion of color. And I want to shout out to Japan Sociology, uh, there's a bunch of other sites, and I got, I, I got, I'm broadcasting from my phone, so I can't see all of them right there in front of me, Vic. But a number of folks reached out to us from different organizations around the internet, with whom these topics are very dear to them. Right. Colorism in Japan, yeah. colorism in the Asian communities, and a lot of folks. I want you, Japan sociology. Uh, I want folks to go take a look and get out there and take a look themselves, because it's something to be aware of. Now, specifically, too, Vic, in those places where you have the darker people, it, it's, it's interesting. Philippines, Cambodia, right? these are Asian communities of course, where right. they have very dark darker. Fo- fo- folks there. You. <laughs> exactly. And so it's interesting that certain groups, for example, in Japan and China, you actually have folks whose skins are so pale. Yeah. that they actually consider to rival the white skin oh, yeah. in terms of whiteness, which right. is interesting now. So so when you think white, you don't usually think Asian, but in certain parts of China, Japanese, 
women, also many of the Korean women, have that lighter skin complexion, and it's treasured in their own cultures. Right. They're treasured for that. They do everything they can. Absolutely. To get the whitest of the white of the white. As as a part of that, when you go to other places, you find the other experiences. Uh, again, certainly in the Philippines, Cambodia, and let me let me just Vietnam. You have the now the children of the right. black soldiers who have grown up. Right. Look, the discussion may be discussion of comfort for people because usually people wait for somebody else to lead towards change. Many, many, you know, as much as when I just go look at the discussion about Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill and replacing that president who embraced. You know, oh, the yeah. practices of the thinking of the time, which was they would go towards the Bible and say, well, slavery was a teaching, as they interpreted, that relates to your they won't call Exactly. They won't call it that and say, well, people are arguing, why should he be removed? That was the thinking of the time. So what I did is say, this is all. Oh, this is wonderful. Let's just call it the thinking of the time. So I'll turn around and tell you, you know, all of your ancestors, all of them were beaten and dumped over ships, grandfather, grandmothers, children, cousins. And that person who was the lead dog on it is like Hitler. But it's just the thinking of their time. And you hear these kind of arguments where they say, just relate to the other things that they did that were good. So this whole interpretation of, of color um, to me is not new. It's the discussion of that don't feel comfortable in talking about it. And it's good, and glad they do. We'll know we've really gone another place the day that Americans are willing to say the word genocide in the same sentence with Native Americans. Absolutely. They won't say genocide. You tried to wipe out the race, yeah. the whole race of them. And actually, there are many of tribes you basically did wipe out. So that needs to be discussed. You need to hear the word genocide in relation to American politics here. And you need to hear some real numbers about the slave trade. They talk about the horror and the tragedy of the 6 million Jews that died as part of the Holocaust. And then we have the people who died in the big Armenia. There's so many Holocaust, you all, the Armenian tragedy, you know. Yep. In the slave trade, what? Depending on who you quote, 100 million? Oh, look. 200 million? Yeah. Look, the, the Armenian. What is, what is is the numbers? It's ridiculous. The Armenian, because that, that was something George Clooney was alluding to over the weekend. Uh, and I didn't get all the details, but I said, man, you, you don't look at this. That's three quarters of those people. They they had women naked on crosses. I mean, this was a genocide practice. And you, and you sit there and say, until you go look at the history of what has happened to those that are disenfranchised, whether it's color, belief, religion, or practice, the animalistic part of it is, is that it exists and it continues to exist. And I don't know if this is a better time than before. Because I wasn't there. I can tell you right now, I feel somewhat embarrassed. I feel better. <laughs> I feel a little bit embarrassed for what I call human nature to accept either the animal, the deep animalistic behavior we have. It comes along with it. You know, the contrast of love, hate, popper, uh, pop, you know, the popularity of conquering the next. All these things to me, I say, is this the cycle of life? And what we're doing is discussing with the freedom that people can express it without getting any pushback. Hard to take one simple thing and stick straight to it, I know. We started out, really, the whole issue is the issue of colorism in Asian cultures. And actually, we used it as a metaphor, I guess, or to really bring you back to the issue of racism 
and bigotry in general here in the United States. Take a look at this picture of this beautiful Indian young lady. Take a look at her. And 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 you, I could have told you. <laughs> Looking here, it's funny how the highest caste in India, all the same thing, yeah. lighter skinned. Yeah. Of course. Don't even talk about Brazil. Right. Like we said, go look everywhere. And then what is the point? The point is by being aware, we can move forward. Because this is a battle for the hearts and minds of people in the world. In other words, what I'm saying, we have these discussions really because we're trying to win over your way of thinking. I'll be up front. Therefore, I don't want to talk to you in a way that offends you or makes you feel stupid because then you're going to go rigid on me. What we really want to do is to to hit your sensitivities in a way that makes you wonder, is this the way I think? Is this the way I act? And then once you do that to move forward, by recognizing these biases in all of us, we're able to move forward, okay? Because the first you have to do, thing you have to do is admit you have a bias. whole bunch of black people, see, we're used to this. whole bunch of black people know that white, light-skinned folks get treated better, because that's the way it's been in this community since Long we've been time. here. Long time. Since we've been here. So all black folks in America are very, and we're not over it. That's why they just got through fighting over the Nina Simone. They're not over it. Yeah. They're still fighting over who is black, what is black, who's black enough, who gets to claim they black. All this. This is why black folks, and what happened was, Actually, the media is kind of portrayed as one of those sensitivities of black Americans. I wanted you to get a look at this, to understand this emphasis on color is not just a problem of black Americans. It's a problem in Japan, even though they won't talk about it. They won't talk about the way they treat darker people or the other ethnicities like the Okinawans. It's a problem in Korea, in the Philippines, in Cambodia. Cambodia is a problem throughout Asia. It's also a problem about Latin America, those countries that are more black. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start talking about a Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. you start getting to these countries. What is Puerto Rico? I had a white person tell me they thought all Puerto Ricans were black. <laughs> and that's what, they thought that's what Puerto Rican meant. Right. Like a Latin black mix. That's, so let, let me just tell you, people out there are dealing with these things. We're just hoping. That by showing you, we increase your sensitivity. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that's the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. I'm loving the fact that we have this diversity. Last night, uh, Anthony Bourdain had the season premiere of this new season of his uh, travels, his travel show, uh, Parts Unknown. And he went to the Philippines. Uh, it was a really great episode. I enjoyed the food. Man, they can cook some. He, he actually said that the best pork he's had, because he had one episode that it was all pork, pork all over the world, the best pork in the world. Yeah, and it was. And he, I was so hungry. I was so hungry. So, and they were roasting some pigs in the Philippines, man. You want, you want to call the brother up? Oh, sit back, look out for somebody, right? Oh. Uh, look, sit back and say, "Stream me some pork. Send me the pictures." You was ready to do that, right? Stream me some. Just pork. follow his Twitter, man. He'll, he'll he'll hook you up. 
Dream me some pork. Right. All right. Every week we have a free song that you can go get at dig.ccmixter.org. And you ought to check out ccmixter.org, the combination of the two sites, because they're part of the Creative Commons movement. That's the movement that allows artists to share music with you directly while retaining their commercial rights. Get the way around the way that the labels traditionally do things and allows them to share that music with you. So you can go there and get the music that we show here, free of charge. Give it to your friends. You're actually encouraged to do that. And so uh, we have a bunch of cuts we played. Crazy Love was, was the, one of the ones that we played uh, that we liked a lot. And this is one of the ones that's actually uh, one of the more common. We love this track. This is Aku. It features da 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 Marinella Mastro Mastrosimo Mastrosimoni Marinella Matrosi Matrosimoni on the song entitled Aku. We'll be right back. Remember you get this all free right now. Right this minute. Be right back.
Marinella Mastro Simone Love Shadow And Cool Yes, I know that's hot, huh? Go get it for free All part of that free music That's our free Free song of the week That's cool, y'all Free song of the week All right. Love Shadow. Thank you. Y'all ready for some sports? No. <laughs> well, let's just do it. Here we go. Ow! Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Banging our heads against the wall because we've been waiting for new new sports. Victor Allen's unique fan-based view, view of sports. is here every week. A recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the man that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate. Rub his head, make a wish. Here's Vic. Yeah. Smart. Blackstrap. Yeah. So long after applause. I know. You have to. Oh, oh, we about to do sports. <laughs> oh, I'm my bad, man, because I was sitting up here giving a couple of my uh, job beats, not job box. I don't blame. Yeah, man. You know what? Look, you I like that. I'm going to give a shout-out first because I won't be able to cover it. I said it last week, L.A.'s in trouble with the playoffs and hockey because we had both our teams going down 0-2 at the time. And then, of course, I said Anaheim was going to kick it in and they can recover. Well, they have to a certain degree, and have now won the next three games. They win the next one, they go into the next round. Kings, mm. sorry, y'all. I'm just sorry. Got busted out, gone, and they were one of the favorites to actually go to the Stanley Cup. So I'm going to just give my little love shout-out to those who actually thought they were kings, and they're not. Now, <laughs> now let's just say this, dude. Okay. Has the game been changed, man? Because Steph Curry will not be the same. He will not be the Steph Curry. Well, I don't know how you guys can say that. I can based on what? Okay. One is the injury that he was recovering from, right? Which was a minor ankle sprain, which he should be able to recover. That's right. Easily. But you need time, don't you? Well, you don't need weeks, though. No, you don't. What you do need, you do need is enough time so that way, well, I'll say this. Isn't he, he's probably going to be a little bit more timid about approaching. He won't be as aggressive. I, depends on the nature of the injury. All the indications I see that the first of all the ankle injury was minor. Right. In the in the game that was just played, he showed in terms of looking at his ankle, right. it looked perfect. What he was doing was missing shots. That's not a matter it's of his ankle. Yeah. It's time. Now the, the issue with his knee, which is which so far has been called a sprain. Right, a freak out. You won't you won't really know. The MRI is being probably done as we speak. Right. So the MRI results will be available. Right. Uh, and so then you'll know. You'll actually, you know, have something more specific right. to use as an indicator of injury. But if let's assume and I'm gonna bet you based on what I saw I'm going to bet you that the MRI is okay. So, therefore, I will bet you that it will come down again to kind of what you started out with saying. How long does, how much rest is needed? Because you're not going to have a set not at all. opinion on that. You're going to have some varying opinion. Right. Including his own opinion. Right. And when will he be ready to go full speed? Because the issue he's probably concerned about is being rusty. 
Okay. Not so, because that was the issue with the ankle. It wasn't so much things. They knew the ankle was going to be better. I, you see, what I was get, my whole thing is about timing, and you know it. And being in sports, you take off a week. Your timing is Yeah, I, it's just that he's got so much. In other words, I am so unconcerned with anyone other than San Antonio. Right. That I don't care. They have, To me, they are lucky that they have the luxury yeah. to rest him a lot. Well, me, before he's nested, before he's really needed. Let me so say they have a good chance. Let me say this. I'm I'm gonna I'm go across a couple of names and teams because what I actually witnessed with uh, Houston without Steph Curry was a, a blowout, but probably more attributable to the dysfunctionality of Houston. Not because they are really dysfunctional. They just don't have synergy and they don't have what they call the the coming together of this is what we're gonna do the best that we can with what we have. We have a team here that's, that's floundering. But before I do that, how do you like that picture, man? Who's in more pain? Ariza? <laughs> who's in more pain? Who's going who's gonna to get the bulk of the pain on that shot, man? Just think about it. Somebody's on the back of your neck. Somebody's got their foot in your jaw. I just think it's the whole idea to have somebody's ass on your head. Yeah, see, now you're there. Some things hurt the spirit. Right, right. Ass on the head. Yeah. If you didn't want, ask for it to be I there. See, I'm just saying. Might hurt the spirit. I just wanted to let you know that I said, be afraid of for Steph Warrior. And I said, well, yeah, be, be afraid. Why? And we get back to the same, the same thing. Can, I'm going to name some teams couple of teams, and you take off their best player, and can they play like Golden State? Let's take off, let's t- just go to anyone. Let's say LeBron James in Cleveland. Are there anywhere performing the same way as what the Warriors no. did without Steph? Okay. All right. Let me. Uh, Not at all. That's been their problem. They need him to be a superstar for every game. Kawhi Leonard. Take them off. Yeah, the they can because it's a different discipline. All right. It's different? You think they can rise up to that level because he is such a force? He's the MVP well, of the team. Well, the, the point is, is, yeah, no. It's, the question was not whether or not they're at a loss by losing those people because right. when you're a superstar on a team, losing you is obviously going to be a loss. It's not going to be no loss. Well, but on the other well, hand, there are those teams that seem to be able to like take a gap and pull that zipper together and be strong, and that's San Antonio. Well, see, I'm, the, I'm the a, disciplined teams tend to be able to do but that. But we're not using that caveat. We're using what they have right now. Yeah, the top going. Think of I'm saying that they would still beat everybody other than San Antonio without Kawhi Leonard right. would be right where they are. Hmm. Okay. That's a good vote of confidence. Okay, they would be because you got Popovich. Yeah, okay. they might be a little off the numbers. They might right. not have the exact same numbers. Right. But they would still be in the playoffs, probably the same seed. Right. Okay. Right. That's all I can say. They they may be more struggling to maintain it. Right. But they would be at the same position. Yeah. Okay. Let me go. Here's another example. You take off Mark Gasol off of Memphis Grizzlies. Already know what that means. Hey, you. And and then you have to take off the Conley point too. Conley. So just take one. Well, I think it's one of the take most one. underrated. Take either one. one. Can either they do, one. Can they do it? No. Okay. No. Right. They barely were doing it with them. No. Right. All right. All right. No. And, and Gasol, did he look great? He was do. He looked like I mean, he he was, yeah, he looked like he's in great shape. You know, it's, pull up his collar. It's amazing the weight day, both right. of those brothers were right. giving us. Right. Now let me just go. Now let me just. Just ro- just roll to the next one, just just to put in perspective. Take Chris Paul 
off the Clippers. Are they anywhere near the same and can compete? Chris Paul now. They, they called him the most complete point guard. He may not be better than Stephen Curry, but complete, raising the level of the team. Take him off. Can they perform at that level? High level? No, but let's put it like this. Doc Rivers' system to me, based on Doc, he does a better job. Right. So I would hate to have you be challenged with that. Right. But I would be willing to say that Doc Rivers could adjust that team better than most. Should they lose Chris Paul? During the playoffs now. I'm just saying. During the playoffs. Assuming I have to think who could do a better job, and almost no one. No, no. So in other words, so – so, but, but, but we said you can't replace any of them. Right. So the team, how the team would perform, right. I would be willing to say that the team would perform probably near the same because right. they're losing, right? Right. So in other words, what I'm saying is if they didn't have Chris Paul, they'd be right where they are now wondering about how they're going to get to the next spot. Okay. That's all, right. all I'm saying. They right. would have got – they would still be in that same kind of range. Right. Which is not a winning. It's not winning. <laughs> see, see, it all, see at, at the end of the day, when they sit back and say, look, you're in Vegas now, you got your money, put on the table. You can give me all the ifs and ands, but are you betting on this team? And at the end of the day, you go, there's only one one team I can, I can look at, and that's the Warriors, because they're so complete. They're just so – their transformation from bench to starters, they all are on the same page. They're all role players, and they play with speed. Now – let me just go over here because I got to give some what I call cold country love to the the Pistons. And I always say this: sometimes we got love. No, you step on that picture, Mark. We got love. Now take your squeak like a piston. <laughs> so I'm just saying. What I mean by that, we got love. Guess what they're doing about it? Love. Kevin is going down low, band, saying, "You know what?" The three-point shots are cool, but I'm taking you guys low and being effective. And let me say something else about it. Like I said, when I when I look at my boy here just going, sit your ass down. Shh, be quiet. We're coming. Synergy is in the mix because they got a down-low presence. And when chest buffing between Irving and LeBron, well, can you see them raising their level? Or are they still second fiddle to Curry's Warriors? They're still the third best team in the league. Wow. I try to give some love. I try to. I mean, it's a debate right. among some, but I'd call them the third best. You know, Golden State, San Antonio, you could debate that because I actually feel you sort of can debate that. Right. That has to be proven. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Uh, certainly not a given for yeah. Golden State against San Antonio. Right. Now, after the two of them, you have who? Cleveland. And it ain't that Cleveland's right on their tail either. It's like just a gap, right, right, right. in Cleveland. Right. So they're still the third. It's amazing, Vic. Right. That's what it seems to be, that no matter what they do, mm-hmm. they're still sort of suck in these niches. Oklahoma. Right. Actually having to have a fight with Dallas. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay. Okay, so now. Okay, I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Was it? See, my whole thing was is that after seeing that game and you go into that city, even though Detroit did a great job, I'm going. I got to give you got to give it to them because it's a one and an eight. So I didn't. Yeah. Expect, so the eight did way more performing, but yeah. at the expense of them struggling a little bit with sweeping them. You've ever heard of that? We struggled to sweep them. Is that really expecting more from them? Because 
It we says something please. about right now what appears to be, it used to be we were talking about the wonderful parody. Right. Interesting how a few games make you change your conversations. Right. Because it is certainly a higher level of parody, at least there used to be. Right. But now you were wondering, <laughs> right. based on the fact that the outcome seemed to be the same. Absolutely. Okay. So I, don't, I give it to Detroit, playing in a depressed economy. Right. And football back to who and everything else. Right. They gotta be clinging to the pistons. Right. For light. <laughs> they got you in Detroit. I don't know what I'm the just, Red Wings are doing, but I'm just saying they gotta be clean. I know I've come a long way when I find myself cheering for teams that used to be the nemesis for the Lakers, but we'll talk about oh, that. Me too, like, I'm, like, yeah. I, I'm going to this too. I wanna to give shouts out to also Nico. I know you're at the uh, doctor's office. Don't play doctor. Just be the patient. Don't debate. Don't argue. Just relax that just muscle. Relax. Relax that, that muscle. Do. Just relax, okay? <laughs> so here it is. Let's roll up to the next screen. This is the one that, to me, this is Vince Carter. And he ponders depleted Grizzly sweep by Spurs. Was there anything not to expect that they were going to get swept or not? Is there anything here that's no, and to me, swept? I, to me, the Grizzlies perform. If that was my team, I'd be happy with oh, what they did, All day. considering what they had to work with. Right. And this is what I talk, you and I talk about over and over again, about pride, some players just being that way. We've been about folks who are more talented, right. not as committed, right? right? More talented, not as committed. Sure. And so uh, I give it up for the Grizzlies. I mean... Wow, just bad luck again with the, just bad luck. Yeah, right. It 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 is and here's the thing. They've already discussed Vince Carter going and you already hear and I'm gonna say, look, I'm gonna leave Charles Barkley alone because what he wants Vince to do is leave while he is actually performing above scale. He doesn't want him to go out a certain way. And he's going, Vince, get out now. Yeah, but ain't that Vince's call? Well we we know that and I'm saying what I like with Vince is doing. We would have said that for Charles. They the role Charles you're doing. Oh, we, hey Charles, we would just say it a different way. We want you to retire thirty pounds earlier. How's that? <laughs> right. No. Wait, wait, How's that? Wait, wait. How's that? Because that, that was your issue. But remember, the part I like about the part what I like about uh, uh, people like Charles is that they represent exactly the commitment to how they believe things at the time that they're in. The I thinking. Guess, well, sure well, well, no, wait a minute. The thinking of the time which Charles was rebellious, right, on the floor and would challenge and deal and man up, the kind of player you want. Well, now he's in the broadcast seat. Doesn't he sound like your uncle? <laughs> Doesn't he sound like your grandfather? Doesn't he sound like your father who's going, you know, I, I enjoy Charles. <laughs> well, all right, come on, there are man. definitely times he says some stupid shit. I'm sorry. Is it entertaining? Yeah, but it's still stupid. <laughs> so and everybody knows it. So you can be kind about it. Right. He knows he says stupid shit. Yeah. He knows it. That's part of his charm. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, stupid. I say stupid shit. We all part of. Why are you guys fascinated with stupid shit? Yeah, I didn't look, man. All I'm saying. All right, let's go. All right, so we got that. Let me roll on to the subject that's already hit because we knew this was coming, and the person who had the record for futility, unfortunately, had moved on because. They have moved on from Byron Scott, and that's the Lakers. So they waved goodbye, and basically for the person who's had the worst franchise record as it relates to coaching in the history of the Lakers' own organization and as a coach currently in the system has the losingest record for his term because 
he was bouncing around in organizations, Cleveland, before LeBron and all that happened. He was bouncing around in places where he inherited what they would call, we need somebody in here. And now his record, is it as important that he made those decisions to say, I'm going to go with the teams that really don't have it, and we're starting all over. Was that more important for him because he had to say, look, I'm taking on the challenge. But now is his legacy affected? Because most people forget that he took the New Jersey Nets to the NBA title. His legacy is affected. Yeah. But I don't think so much. I think, fortunately for Byron, that most people are going to blame the Lakers' leadership the invisible one. The organizational leaders. They're going to blame the Jim, yeah. who doesn't take, he doesn't do social media. Mitch. Right. They, well, they, I think they may be aware. I'm not sure to what extent. Right. But I think that as it goes down in time, they're going to blame the franchise way more because it, it won't be seen that Byron Scott was just the worst coach. He right. was a he was a, in a string of folks who were unsuccessful right. to coach this team in a successful way based on the management that they had leading the team. Right. And I think that people are going to remember it like that. They're going to blame Jeannie and Jim and right. Mitch. Right. That's who they're going to blame. And yeah. so I don't think they're going to blame Byron. They're going to say, a lot of folks are going to say, wow, given what you were given, forced to deal with Kobe in his final year. Right. Give me a break. Right. He wasn't you, were, you were handicapped. From, come on. You know what? Was he rewarded by getting the job? No. And this is where it sits right. today, which to me is the point. I guess maybe you were leaving. Would you take – it's the worst job in the NBA almost. No, no, no. Let's talk about the worst jobs in the NBA. Could it New York Knicks be one? I don't know. Uh, see, what happens is we, what makes it worse. My thing is when you have to perform under a certain kind of a management right. that's going to be directly affecting like the Knicks, to think that uh, you don't have specific coaching right. stuff, whether or not it's implied or whatever, there's a pressure to do things the way. A certain way, right? Right, a certain way. And the Lakers are a terrible organization right now, and so... Who among these coaches you list? Luke Walton, he'd be a jerk to go there. All right. I'd rather see should stay where he is. Kevin Alley, Jay Wright. Well, wait, wait a minute. Let me, let me say this. This is why I was getting, my whole point was to get to this and say, uh, is Philadelphia a better place compared to the Lakers? Now, see, you have to understand. I asked you which were the worst franchises. I'm saying this. Yeah. If you had to start at the bottom, which organization would you rather start with? Philly or L.A.? L.A. is better weather, bigger market. I'd rather stop. I'd rather start if they're both bad. Right. I'd rather start with all the other variables that equal Los Angeles. Right. First of all, no offense, Philly. No one's moving this from our direction to you. Okay. Nobody. Okay. Unless they're forced to. And I know Philly because I got tons of family right. in Philly. Okay. What? But no one's going there for that horrible weather. Right. Horrible summers. Right. Terrible winters. You can keep. If, you know, who wants to live in that part of the country? You only do so when you don't know any better, like right. you grew up there, okay? Right. Once you leave, all my family that comes from Philly out here wants to be out here. <laughs> now, the difference between the players today is, like the New York Knicks and, and Walt Frazier back in the day, the economy of the Knicks was a place where people wanted to be, Earl the Pearl, Monroe and all of them. The economy is now playing a role in these young players to go where they get the best deal, not necessarily say, hey, appreciate that you're at this organization. They're making more 
strategic moves or investment and not rushing to an organization because it's old legacy. They're going, who's performing and dealing with it now? So when you get these coaches, they're going to the best place where they have the best uh, uh, organization and of players and that they don't, don't have to look out five years from now. So I'm going to say that will Luke Walton be the lead cat because we don't know what he's going to be. I think the Lakers want him, but they're not going to get it. Now, here's the other part. Because they, let me tell you what they did with Luke. You know this. We all said this. Didn't he spend a lot of time in L.A. on the team? That's what they want him. They know right. him. They right. want him. Right. He may be the best candidate. Right. And he's Jerry Jerry West is up in Golden State. Who Lakers treat that good. Jerry West is saying, look, we got you where you want where you want to go, what you want to do. This triangle, what happened in New York, to me, with the Knicks, is a perfect example of, and I can imagine the New York, New York City going, so we got Lakers, former Lakers running the New York Knicks right now. We got we got Fisher who's gone, and of course you got Jackson. But Jackson also for, for the Knicks before Rambus it was the Lakers and Rambus. So the whole transference of a Lakers serves you well, New Yorkers. So wait a minute, man. <laughs> wait a minute, man. <laughs> I love to get so, a New Yorkers out. Is that the joke? And I'm saying we don't even like your pizza. Wait, <laughs> you got fans out there. New York, we're being an asshole. Uh, no, I'm no, for. No. Let me say this, just so you know how I, I, it is. I, I'm just saying this. If you had to start with, and everybody, it's no way in this day you cannot start off with without brand. Is the best brand to go with somebody like a Luke Walton who has the philosophy of the Warriors and proved that he can transfer the same thing during his little small assistant tenure. Would he be a wise he proved that. He said he proved it. He proved it. I don't know. He took over and did have a successful period of taking over. Right. I don't know if that's the same as proof. I said you wouldn't want Maurice Cheeks? No, I'm just I'm looking at your list of potential. Everybody can see this. Right. And, wow. I'm saying. I'm just saying I would not get a college coach for the Lakers. Just what? So we're talking about Jay Wright, Kevin Ollie, Tom Izzo, John Calipari, Jeff. What about Jeff Van Gundy? New, I, I like him, and I, I, I like him, and I actually like David Black. I just don't think that they mix with the Lakers culture. Right. I don't, I love Jeff Van Gundy. Do you? Would you prefer I, to have a coach? mix with the Lakers culture? Do you prefer to have a coach that can relate with the players like the coach up in Boston and how they well, hustle and play? Well, yeah, but. Okay, my issue is these folks will fight with the Laker management. Maybe they, that's what you need. Right. Maybe you need a coach who's going to storm into Genie's office and say, what the? <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's Maybe that's what you need. All right. That's all I'm saying. But either you have here college coaches who are, well, you know, they're good guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. They got it. They're they're wonderful candidates. But this is the Lakers, dude. Yeah. You cannot have a college coach, dude. Okay. All right. You so, can't. I mean, be, so, I wish you got so balls enough so, to do that. So your here's your whole thing. You got the list of candidates right now. Thibodeau is over in Minnesota. They messed up. <laughs> so they messed up. So so here's my thing. With what's left right now, you messed up. Okay. But you I don't know, Vic. I'm, I'm sitting there going like. Wow. Let me say this. Kevin McHale is me, still around. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be, I'm I'm be, be, be honest right now. I'm going to say this. And this is your consideration. 
right now, if you had to say what's a greater risk value, if you had to start and look at it and say, is it better retain Byron Scott or go with Luke Paul? Retain Byron Scott. Okay. See, that's why I thought they could have given him a chance to have a season without Kobe and with some, even though, see, it's two years of shit still, no matter what you do. <laughs> At least two years. You think they can adjust to Laker culture in a year? Right. Only with a really strong mental presence who will whip everybody's ass. So right. You have to go through a time of dissension. I right, know. right. And I'm going to say this, and let my people know what's happening here real quick before we go on to our a quick Q&A. My apologies. For any of you guys who are watching, I can't see my chat on live stream. It's not coming up, so I won't be able to see the scores for the hot pick. My Meerkat has gone down two or three times, and my Periscope just sat back and just faded to black. So check me out on my Facebook. I will go there once we get to hot picks so I can look at scores if you're participating in the hot picks. And if that stream goes down, just keep your fingers crossed because it'll just be Mario myself. Because I'm scrambling while we're doing this. So we'll go over to the next one. All right. Everybody knows by now that the man... Johnny Manziel has been indicted on misdemeanor charges or assault charges against his former girlfriend, Colleen Crowley. Quick, what is two things in this picture that Johnny doesn't have anymore? That B cup. <laughs> see what you see? what I'm saying, bro. How come I'm such a man? You right, bear? Why do I always look at the rack on the weather women? Dude. Because I'm a man. Dude. <laughs> It's easy. Why are we like this, Ben? First thing you do is show me a woman. Just, I'm just, and she's obviously I'm, not a natural blonde, I'm, right? I'm really she's not a natural. When you have the dark, even I can see the dark. Why does that I, have anything to do with the question? Because I'm just saying, Johnny, he's... Two things he doesn't have anymore in this picture. What is it? A football team and a Freedom. woman. <laughs> a football team and a woman, dude. Yeah. What, what team is he on? He's not on a team. That's why I said, what is the team? They actually cut him already, is they? Gone. They cut him, actually, I didn't remember hearing the cut. Gone. I never just saying they didn't know. Gone. Cut. Gone. Now, somebody will pick him up, cut. Really? Not now. But, I mean, a minute ago, he could at least been a backup of Dallas. Day before yesterday. Because you know who wants him, who likes Jerry Jones, likes him. He does. And you see that last test he did with the offensive linemen and what that meant. It didn't. Really work. Oh, excuse me. The defense. You know, Johnny. Come on now. This is why alcohol is a bad drug. It is. It is. Alcohol is a bad drug. Smoke weed. Now, look, I'm only. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is, at this point, it looks like it's going downhill. Picture on. <laughs> downhill. And if you see, it you know is what? going downhill. It's this. already gone. Let me say this. He was okay once the legality wasn't during his process, once it became indicted, and it's assault, and it's a woman, and it's your ex-girlfriend. Notice ex now. The game has changed. You better assault. assault while he got the money. So who's going to be the one going, like, let's go pick up this person who assaulted someone? You know assault. <laughs> go on, don't. Yeah, be, be careful. Be careful now. You got women watching. They got assault. Okay. They charge Brittany Grimer. Quit assault. <laughs> you don't. Come on, man. Come on. Don't go there. You I'm not defending assault. I'm you not. Got, I'm just saying. Cut the commercial. I'm just being a typical sports guy for a moment. Do they all, you know. Right. They're not all criminals, but a bunch are. Yeah. So, hence, what can we say? They're idiots, some yeah. of them. Right. And Johnny is proven to be. An idiot. I don't want to defend him. I just want to get kind of get out the way. Like yeah. Everybody else. I'm get out, out the way. way. Go like this. Look, the man <laughs> has chosen 
what is best for him. But I have to admit, I don't look for it to be uh, uh, an indictment on what he wants to be. I just look at he probably has a, a deeper-seated issue. And hopefully we wish the best. Oh, alcoholism. Yes, okay, I'm out. New, new reports. No, no, I won't let you get on it. I'm the it's called alcohol. Well, we know, we know, we know, we know that the playtime is over. It's not college anymore, man. Everybody. <laughs> That's right. New sports. Be like Johnny. Put him with the trails free well. <laughs> Because some of the other famous underachievers. Could this be the one of the more famous? There's been a few, that, you know, who have been famously underachieved that. But we'll see. Ben Allen, do the sports. Rub his head, make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for that hot pick. Yeah, you guys. Hey, look, I'm gonna try to sit back. You guys, about to see announcement in the tweet. You're trying to go back in my fair court from Mary's Finger Finger crawl. Don't look good right now. Here we come. Remember, it's princes, women. I know what your title is, babe, but the ladies of prince. This world bad. It's coming up next. Welcome, welcome up to the last segment before we sit back, man, and 
transition to the other duties and responsibilities we have. I'm going to be apologizing to a couple of you guys because, like I said, my main chat on both computers dealing with live stream is not allowing me to see the display. So I'm going to have to take the scores via, hopefully, my Facebook of any of you guys participating in this next segment and hopefully Meerkat. I don't want to trust that because it's having problems right now. What are we talking about? Simply, simply, the man, the one that I set there and said, set the example in the bar. I call it the purple rain of beauty. And what I mean by that, and this is part one. Part one, Mario, is, is prince number one with the most beautiful girls in the world to a man. Now, there's guys who are going to say I had all these women over during my day at a function or when I gave up a party or when I was doing my business. Or when I was this, I said, no, this man transferred over and over and over again. And so what we're going to do is do a 10-9 score, simple. And also we're going to find out, did he do better later or better earlier or best across the board? So simple. And we're going to sit back and find out, can this man measure up to Mario's cash check? You guys don't know about how this dog rolls. You ready for this, Mario? <laughs> Right. I usually do the bad, bad, bad to death, though. There's a reputation for an pastoral crew. I don't know. I had it. Right. So, Billy G is not my bitch. It'll be that simple. All right, here we go. So, the first lady up, I always say the ones who wear the crown should go first, and the first young lady, of course, is an ex-wife. We're talking about Manuela. Testolini. And if you know Manuela, she has also been, of course, involved with Eric Benet. So, simple as it may seem, 10 9 score, Mark. 10! Simple, right? Why, Ten. why is it so simple? She just looks like a wifey, too. You know, just, she has a flair. You what? Many offenses. Qualities? Yes. It, 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 it's simple. You can't even argue this, can you? No. Well, I can argue the marriage part, but I'm sure they tried a bunch of papers. Now, wait a minute, no. Let me say this, too, also, again, that you know, this was during 2001 and 2006, during that period of time. So, I'm trying to give you guys what they call the period of overlapping. And if any overlapping happens, you guys will know, don't. Well, they did overlap. Well, I'm just saying, man. I mean, I mean the marriages did, but the, no, but the other yeah, the relationships Right. So, it's a 10 score, right? It's going to be 10. Uh, I have to join in with you, Mario, on the score since I know our people who are scoring this on live stream. Even from our end, they may be putting in the data. On my end, I can't see anything. So, I got Brick on my beer cat, so if he votes, I'll let you know. Got it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm biased. I picked this. This shot right here looks like royalty. She, she looks like from a different classification. She's not necessarily an entertainer. But uh, she looks beautiful. So as far as I'm concerned, she gets a 10. That's well, Brick says 9.5. 9.5. Brick, uh, understandable. Brick, he has, that's because he's, he's got high standards. Yeah. Right? He's got high standards. He'd rather see Cat Williams. He's got, the, he's got the thickest ones down there. Right, right. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to go over to the next because, like I said, uh, oh, there we go. I got it. Thank you, Miko. Hold on. Thank you. I like that. Miko went in and said 10, too. It's easy. Uh, Miguel, just so you know, I'm over at my Facebook. There's a good chance that this Meerkat app may or may not drop out. If so, 
uh, I just want to let you know, okay? So I keep it keep it real. So keep both your screens up. All right, you got a 10. Let's go to the next one. And I just call her Miss Garcia. And this shot to me represents as Maite or Maite Garcia. They were items what you would call uh, on stage and off. And she was hot. And I remember it from 1996 to 1999. That is the period. Mario. She was a 10. No-brainer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's no brainer. No. There's just a tent. Well, I mean, do you remember? Yeah, well, actually, I, in, in, in reading up on Prince's legacy, she was the one who had a child by him who died. Yes. And also didn't have a second child that she miscarried. Right. Yeah. And she joined his dance troupe at the age of 16. Yes, right. And he married her at the age of 19. Right. So we have an ex wife. Some, you know what, Mario? I'm gonna be honest. This is not to be a knock on anyone. Ten. Sometimes you look at pictures and they don't look like wives. <laughs> they don't. This every time I say ex-wife, right? Ex-wife. Yeah, we know. Well, she was unique and exotic from the time we first saw her. Right. So. All right. Miko went in with nine. Uh, that means uh, Miko's not feeling Miss Garcia as much, but that's okay. We understand. All right, we're going to go over to the next because, like I said, this is part one, you guys. There's a part two, and if there's enough, I may do a part three, but that puts us three weeks out. A woman who kind of was kind of was the most successful almost in her own right, we just call her E, and her first name is Sheila. Now, Mar, you may be able to scan up and down just so they can get the whole picture because we're not used to seeing the Sheila E these days the same way because this is back in the day. And if you go look at the time, it's... The 80s and something else. He made her do. Oh, he did. He did. And I mean, like he made a bunch of other. Well, uh, he did. He watched that. She yeah. was a successful yes, percussionist. Yes, she was. And a long line from her father. Escobedo. Yes. So I okay. just I want you to understand. Uh, but her whole she she changed up, and Prince had a lot to do with that. And ten. Ten. Wait a minute. Let me she leaves. Let me say this. Mm. Let me say this. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. Miko went 9.5. And you know, let me tell you what's hard right now. You know what's unfair? Trying to get the impact of photos and pictures from back in the day before social media and all the quality that we get now with photos because everybody can retouch photos. So you have to think about the time and what Sheila E. meant in that day. Before her, did you think of any other woman that was a percussionist who did what she did and looked the way she did? I didn't. I can't think of anyone at that level. I can think of percussionists. Even yes, even though that's the part that she came with. The first time I saw her, she was doing percussion for Gil Scott Heron. Ah, see. Okay. And she was also part of the Marvin Gaye tour. And notice last one of his last ones. Right. She was the percussionist. So to think about it, Gil, Marvin. But who made her blossom in the audience? Well, you knew her. <laughs> right, right. Prince. Because right. other than that, you would have been in my group of right. people who know people, right. you know, for the other reasons. Right. See, and my my thing is this. What I'm finding out during the reading, because I'm not trying to give it a history class, because all you guys can do this, is learning how people became better in their exposure for people who basically were indies who were just starting. We didn't have that impact, Mario, at our label record company, did we? <laughs> Our label. <laughs> right. No. Okay. I'm going to go. Look, I'm going 10. I don't know what Brick is voting on the last two. I'm going to leave. I, I Brick stuck on 9. Point, first, he's, which one is 9.5? Did he give you a, 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 a Miss Garcia score as well? 
He, okay, he gave a 10 on the first one, a 10 on the then This was 9.5. Got you. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 9.5. Got you. All right. All right, we're going to swing it over to the next young lady, and this is to me the surprise. So maybe it's because I was in, in the mix at that time. But there's a wonderful story about the woman who was considered what they call Z1, Kim Basinger. Batman, yes. Batman time, and that's right. the time they kind of ran into each other when Prince was, well, did he do the, he did one of the, yes. he did a track for yes. Batman, yes. and, and video. Kim video. was in that Batman. Most people, this is reported, I read the story, but remember guys, don't shoot the messenger, I am not saying this is true, this is reported, and you can go check it yourself. Oh, I think it's pretty much known. It's known. Before Alec Ball. Yeah. She was here. She couldn't get enough of them. Relocated to Minneapolis. Family knew Prince was out of town. Thought that she was too caught up and had her under a spell. And they went to go get her and bring her back. That's what was reported. That she See, was, that's the part we don't know. We don't we know. We just know they had a relationship. Right. That's and all that it was a significant that's it. relationship. That's it. That's all we know. Now, Judge Kim Bates. Ten. Ten. Did you like her in L.A. Confidential? Did you Even like I think she deserves an award for that role. What yeah. about nine and a half weeks? I didn't like. I thought that oh, was yeah. more. with Mickey Rourke. Overuse of ice. And what Anybody about, ever played with ice knows it ain't that good. What about uh, the natural? It wasn't a, so, it no, wasn't an impact part of those to me. Right. I'm not a big big fan of her as an actress. Okay. I'm not a dissing her. I'm just saying. Right. Okay. Right. To me, she, that award she won, the role wasn't that challenging. I didn't feel like she Okay. All right. I, from, she gets a nine from me. Miko got an eight. I don't know what How do you give Kim <laughs> Asian Jura an eight? I get, that's Miko. That's almost like you got a I have no idea. Okay. She whatever. may be judging the photo. I don't know what she's judging. Let me, let, me say, let me say this. I want to admit to you guys that there are a lot of photos that I just can't display or I will not display. Let's put it like that. All right, let's just move on to the next. This woman, to me, was the woman who brought a different energy, and we simply knew her as Kat. And when Kat came on the scene, it was like energy on the stage, because usually when Prince was on the stage, even when you dealt with the Sheena Easton's and the others, they were all smooth, flowing, being very glamorous. Kat got on the stage, and she was, she was rocking the stage. I don't know how many people remember, because she just didn't have short hair. Her hair is tied up now. It was long, it was flowing. The guitar part is not necessarily what she was known for as much when they did the videos. Where do you rate her, Mario? Ten. Simple. <laughs> Simple, right? You remember? Rick says nine. No, see, he's hurting. He's hurting. That's okay. That's all right. Let's just, get, let's just keep going. What do you remember most about her, Mario, if anything? You know, just sexiness because he Prince had a, a series of people in the band from Wendy and Lisa way back in the Purple Rain day, right? Right. So he's had a series of ones in the band where you were just taken. Right. And she was another one. True, true. She she was. So I'm giving her a 10 because when I first saw her on the stage, I was, was blown by her. Yeah, she was mesmerized. Oh, my, my gosh. She, the energy she, when she came on the stage. Miko, you dropped in the nine. Miko's going like, you got, you got to be depressed. <laughs> you need to be depressed. You know what? I know what happened, Mario. 
She's, she's I at, do too. She's at the she's at the doctor's office painting, and they gave her some helium. So let's just let's just let, just let you know. Don't worry about it. She'll wake up. All right, let's go to. I don't know what Brick chimed in before I move on next, just in case. Double check. Nine. She went nine. Okay, so far it's kind of hard. All right, let's go to the next young lady. This young lady kind of threw me off guard because I didn't know. You ever remember Twin Peaks? Sherilyn Fenn? Barely remember that weird show. Okay. Barely. It was a phenomenon. Yeah, Twin Peaks was very successful back in the day. This shot. I didn't know anything. That's the pointy boobies. <laughs> wait, wait, the old days, that. they wanted the boobies to point. Wait a minute. Man. A little spear. Like, <laughs> ping. Wait a minute. This is a, the old pointy boobie oh, setup. Okay. The bras were designed to be pointy. Uh, ping. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. Is that a glamour shot? A hot shot? Sexy shot? What kind of shot is it for you? I don't know if you're sitting on something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the good shot. I've been Sexy shot for me. Ten. She gets a ten. ten. Yeah, Miko goes nine. You go ten. I, I go ten. So far, uh, Brick is the only one coming up. Let me just say Come on, this. Brick. Did you know about her? No. Not at all, did you? No. Okay. You didn't know about her at all? No. All right. What got me? Well, there's more stories about it. More stories behind it, but um, it was significant. Significant enough to say, how did I miss it? Easy. Yeah, how did I miss it? Yeah, that's the same thing I said. Brick uh, didn't chime in yet. Not yet. Not yet. No problem. Like I said, they don't respond, that's their score. All right, let's go over to uh, a young individual who, you know, for me, I was going, no, I, please don't say. Because I just love the work that she, she did. And she's not as in the front as much, but we know her as Nona Gay. Now, you may have to shrink the photo so they can get the impact of the whole shot. And understand, when we say no, five the starter. Yes, it is. She, well, let me just say this. Mario, you both. Well, the lips. <laughs> you both. Thank you, chips. You remember? You remember? Ten. You remember? That, yeah. Ten. That's ten, right? No, ten for me. <laughs> Wait a everybody's a ten. I just do Wait, it Mingo goes nine. I have to take my time. Mingo's nine. You know what? That helium is messing with Miko. Don't inhale. Okay. Do you remember her in The Matrix? No. You remember her in any film at all? No. But you remember her? No. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> There's some other shit I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry. That was memorable. All right, so let me just say this. All you know. All you yeah, know, I'm looking at a rat. Right, I know you're looking at a nose boobies. That, that, that's it. And that's where your nose will fit. Okay, so <laughs> this is part one. Marley, we're going to roll it up, and we're going to let you know how the scores went to let you know where they fall in. You can take it from the top. All right, we started with Manuela Testolini. Followed it up with Mayte Garcia, Sheila, Kim Bassinger, Kat Glover, Sherilyn Finn, and finally, Nona Jay. Okay. Now, I'm going to leave it up to you guys to say that. I'm going to just ask you a question here. Oh, 
bunch of rays coming in on Facebook, but it's coming in late. They all coming in now, man. They are coming in now. Like, I know. Like nine, right? Too late, you guys on Facebook. It's just showing up. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Renee Kiss voted. Yeah, I know. PMC, you guys are technology just acting up. Well, you know what happens a lot of times too with Facebook. You have to always cycle the Facebook because the video activates when you, the cursor is going over it. So that's okay. I'm gonna take in the scores as. I see them and, and, and carry them forward to next week. But my point is, is this. As far as you're concerned, Martin, when you look at these scores, or when you look at these ladies, did who impacted you the most as saying that look? Prince and her, they got that Pat look. Glover. Pat Glover? Go to Pat Glover. Macy. Macy? Oh, yeah. Go to Cat Glover. Right. Right there. Okay. Cat for you, right? Yeah. Then Macy. Well, Sheila E. and Macy. Those are the ones I was going to say, Sheila E. Right. And Macy. Right. Oh, yeah. I see. I, I, I got you, PMC. I see you on there. You're in my inbox, man. <laughs> I didn't check. They vote like crazy. Right? They, yeah. Right, right. PMC. You're right. So you're in my inbox. I didn't even check that. I was going to the comments. But that's cool, man. It's good. He gave, He's doing tens, but I'm not sure where the tens are. That's okay. I'm going to take your scores and apply them when I move forward next week so you won't miss out. Two minutes of Facebook cut. Yes, I know. So let's go and do this real quick, Mario. So Macy is your number one as far as the best look, right? For Sheila E. And Sheila E. Well, you want them in the order? It doesn't I matter. I said Cat Glover. Cat Glover. Sheila E. Sheila E. And Macy. All right. So notice you picked women that were in the 80s. <laughs> okay. And no one is post-millennial so far. There's not too many that's in here. That's just because I'm old. That's okay. Like number one, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, dude. Okay, number one, right off the hand, I'm just letting you know who came in first based on the scores so far. Number one, Manuela Testolini. Notice the one that wins is not the artist, not the performer, not the musician. Why? Why does she win? Because she's the first one up? Still, <laughs> wait a minute. Or is she, they vote higher in the beginning than they do in the later? It, tell me if this true. Women or those who say, hey, the bond of a couple, marriage means a lot. That may rate higher because they just simply... Why would that rate higher if I grew? <laughs> no, they don't give a shit. <laughs> the marriage part. These up. are divorced people. Both of our watches are divorced. That is a significant percentage is a little bitter. Oh, little, my God. It's a little jaded. Okay. So, no, I don't think that marriage gets you any scores here. Okay. That's my, my group. Oh. Let me know if, if I'm... Incorrect. I don't endorse that statement. I don't think y'all give a shit about the matter. I, I think there's a certain part where they say, hey, he committed to her. Yeah, I care as much as you care. <laughs> no, you don't. How's that? No, you don't. You like it, I love it. Here comes the rest of the scores, and we're out. Second place tied, Ms. Garcia. Maytay Garcia and Sheila E. Notice what they all have in common, almost. Two marriage parts and ex-wives and an engagement. So they trump the single women just in dating a relationship so far. Next score up, Kat Glover. She came in fourth. Next score up, Kim Basinger. She came in fifth. Tied for last, Sherilyn Finn, Nona Gay. Now, the last one, the journey to get dated. It gets, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So what it told me, though, is... Most of these women are from uh, not the peers that's more current. 
so it looks like a lot of impact is in the 80s so far. But that's part one, man. Part two, watch. Because you guys know I have, don't even have Apollonia or Vanity in this group. So stay tuned for next week. Maybe some surprises. I'm done with Hot Picks, man. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to Morning Coffee. But a great show today with the Hot Picks and then the sports. Best of Prince ladies, the sports advisors, of course, are dealing with the issue of colorism during the news segment. I want to thank you all for being part of the experience. The show will rebroadcast tonight, Monday night at 6 p.m., and then it will rebroadcast throughout the week. Remember, Friday, Triple Banger Friday, be there. Go to PacTales.tv if you want to see my playground, PacTales.club, where you can join and promote your own shit. Come on down. We love you. See you next week. Peace.
got my DNA. Alexa, begin broadcast transition playlist. Two. What playlist do you want? Broadcast transition two. The playlist broadcast transition two. Thank you, Blog Talk. 